Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Coast to Coast, the hockey podcast. My name is March. I'm alongside Danny as well as Colin and Sean. They're joining us again. Um, today, we're bringing um, a new episode to you guys. Well, not very new, but we're going to be structuring it a bit different. Um, this is January on Ice. Basically, we're going over what's been going on the past month. Um, we thought it'd be a good idea to bring along Colin and Sean for this. Um, yeah, and at the moment, currently, I think the um, NHL All-Star Draft just uh, finished, so we'll be talking about that, and I think the PWHL 3-on-3 tournament's happening right now. Um, I think that's uh, what we're streaming at the moment. Aside from that, I guess I'll hand it over to Danny. Danny, how are you doing? I'm doing okay, and you? I'm doing okay. Um, a little busy. Like I said, I, I actually bought some skates. Uh, if we're talking about uh, uh, really? recent, uh... <laughs> really, yeah, Danny, uh, have you ever thought about uh, buying CCM uh, Jet Speed for FT four seventy fives? It's actually a really good deal going on right now. Really, where? Yeah, um, it's listen. I'm not doing a, a free ad read here. <laughs> uh, you had the good service, so maybe you should do it for your Calgary location. But uh, uh, I'm not doing it for uh, all the tax and fifteen dollar surcharge here. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we got yeah, aside from, aside from that, yeah, I'm actually uh, that's that's been my week. Um, Colin, how are you? I'm pretty good. I had a good day at work today. Uh, I actually there was a bird inside of our <laughs> there's a bird inside of our store, so uh, I set up myself up a little trap like one of the ones you see in the cartoons when you're a kid with the box and the stick and the rope and baited it inside with some uh, with some bird seed and then mm. uh. The bird went in under the box, and I yanked the rope, and the box fell on the bird, and I set him free, uh, humanely, like a like a good citizen, I guess. Uh, no PETA, no PETA alarms here, and uh, <laughs> yeah, other than that, it's pretty good, pretty good day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sean, how about yourself? I've been good. I've been uh, recently. Uh, I had to file documents and contracts for work things, but I've been pretty good and relaxing and just watching hockey like usual but also preparing for some work related things mm. nice yeah, um, we love work for sure <laughs> we, we can start off work. by uh going over um you know the month of january for montreal here um i guessing i mean there's some bad losses in there i mean the senators it seems like uh, they've got our number here um couple losses to them conceded about 10 goals and scoring only three in those two games uh, we also lost 9-4 to boston uh, a couple saturdays ago it's been kind of rough um, aside from that i mean a couple wins but it doesn't look montreal's on the up and up um any of these games stand out to any of you guys uh well to me the game that stands out the most is the uh obviously the 9-4 loss to boston that was tough because it was a it was a close game until the third period Mm-hmm. And then it was just an absolute collapse. Uh, the one that hurt the most uh, to me was definitely the 27th against Pittsburgh. I uh, placed a bet on Slaff to score a goal. Was the first goal. It wasn't the first goal, though. Yeah, and then it ended up being a first goal scorer. I thought it was an anytime goal scorer. I thought I made $170. <laughs> uh, turns out I made $0 and I lost uh, 10 So, you know... Betting, betting in my own increments, uh, but you know, nonetheless, ha- winning $170 mentally 
and then losing it all in 30 seconds, uh, it really hurt. So, yeah, those that's kind of my feelings on the January games. You mostly negative. <laughs> Danny, you were looking forward to the New York Islanders game. Uh, Patrick was return, quote unquote. Um, any thoughts on that game? Was it better or worse than you expected? Uh, it was a good game. We won 4-3. Yeah, uh, kind of an upset for them, but we played our best, I think. We brought our best, and I'm not sure that they did, even though Barzal woke up in the uh, towards the uh, the middle of the game. Um, mm-hmm. I liked the touch by the Canadians. It was kind of original to... Uh, they must have at least told the, uh, the anthem singer that this was happening, because... Yeah, um, I don't know how she would be able to continue if she didn't know that this was happening. <laughs> yeah, um, this was Especially. original. First time I'm seeing it uh, in the middle of the anthem, uh, getting a tribute video. Um, it's like making it a big deal, but not really making a big deal. So I think it was yeah, this is for played. Patrick Waugh. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's a uh, it's a team that I don't really enjoy watching, but now I have a reason to, and um, that's about it. The Islanders. <laughs> yeah, that's not right. the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Islanders, yeah. And yeah. then, uh, did, I, did we notice any difference? Because I, I can tell you the truth, I can't tell you what Lane Lambert's uh, play style was, but I know the uh, Islanders were well known for keeping the defensive style that they learned from Barry Trotz. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I look I at Lane Lambert, and how can you even follow someone like that? So, <laughs> uh, is, is there yeah. is there a difference with uh, the Islanders since Wa has come in, or? I don't know. Maybe both? let's ask Sean. Sean, have you? Is there something? Is that is that what you're hearing around the league, Mackenzie? Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I only watched their game against Montreal, but like they just changed the coach, and it's the same coaching staff that's still there. Well, I think they hired someone that Roy used to work with in the QMH, the LHGMQ. I don't know how to say it in French or English. In the Q. <laughs> they just call it the Q. Yeah, the Q. Uh, he brought someone from the Q, but I haven't really seen a difference. But I just hope, well, we've saw they've scored most of their goals on the power play, thanks to Brendan Gallagher. But uh, I haven't really seen a difference. But I just hope, like, they have players like Barzell and Horvat, even Anders Lee, that should score goals. And I just hope that they wake up or they just play more offensively with Roy as a head coach, but I just don't see a difference right now, to be honest. They uh, <laughs> they, should, they should bring in uh, Mario Tremblay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> right, uh, I'm, done co- I'm done coaching <laughs> for the uh, Canadians. Anyways. Um, okay, I don't have any other thoughts on um, the Montreal Canadiens. Um, if you guys want to comment on what's going on, I'm not watching the stream at the moment, but. Um... I mean, yeah, they just brought the ugliest person on planet Earth onto the panel before the PWHL three on three game here. And I can't really stand to see this guy, especially after watching our two games against Ottawa on uh, <laughs> in January. So I can't believe they're showing this uh, man baby on my screen right now. But I guess he probably is one of the players in the NHL that has the most personality after watching the uh the draft the all-star draft tonight which was you know uh run the way the nhl runs things i guess is probably the only way to put things now which is not well in my opinion uh like 
it's a draft. Uh, they put them on the ice. They isolated the players from the fans, so you didn't really get to hear fan reactions or anything. Uh, they were talking about how they did it 10 years ago when they had it like in like a nice little small auditorium and the fans were like right behind the players and the players like, I don't know, like they should have given the players maybe a couple of drinks to loosen them up before uh, they got out there because the mics were the mics were terrible. The players had no personality. Michael Buble, um, Sean McKenzie reported uh, he was on shrooms, maybe. <laughs> so uh, I mean he was definitely rocking a little bit of a personality as well as the Hughes brothers I think they tried to make a trade and they made something happen early on the draft but uh yeah it's just I guess uh tonight's being for the all-star draft has been not too impressive from my point of view um they did do the draft um so team Hughes team McKinnon team McDavid and team Matthews um this uh like you said i mean it was a bit uh the the personality wasn't necessarily there i think they got to do something ahead of time they they I, there's like no chemistry what i'm trying to say and um i didn't watch it but i did fi- see a few clips of the of of some players getting drafted and i thought this is just this is trash like i don't know and then i i yeah so there, but there's a reason uh, why they change these things like every year right like they, there's a reason why Every year they change the the heritage and the classic and the outdoor and and every time yep. it's a completely different thing. It's not for originality, just because they know it's trash. <laughs> um, out of those four teams, uh, I don't know if you've guys seen the uh, rosters, but um, do you guys have a preference? I saw them. Which team, oh yeah, which the team, McKinnon uh, one, the 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 Tate McRae one was the best one in my. I have to extremely disagree, but anyways. Really? There's like three good players on that team. What are you talking about? It's like a fantastic McKin- team. No, McKinnon. Okay, so you're telling me Gorgiev, Aho, Wilson. Yeah, who Kinecki, cares about Gorgiev? But they York- got, um, I think they got Altinger, I think. No. Who, um, uh, they ha- Swayman, sorry, Swayman. Yeah, well, yeah, they're going to probably good. put Gorgiev in there. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Matthews, It's uh, it seems to be Team Leaf. Um, First round team. exit. <laughs> uh, team Hughes seems to be Team Canuck here. Um, that's a pretty decent team. You know, they got Kucherov on there. They got Brady Kachuk. I think uh, I think the best team here is probably uh, Team Hughes. To tell you the truth, um, Team McDavid. It's also pretty decent as well, except for Boone Jenner. But anyways, uh, Sean, do you have any thoughts about the the rosters? Well, I'm just glad uh, Suzuki wasn't picked last, but still can't believe that guys like Wilson, Jenner, Konechny have all been selected before Suzuki and even the Brinkett. But mm-hmm. just overall, um, I, even if Michael Bublé was on shrooms, uh, he still was trying to carry the night. Still was a little funny and entertaining, but uh, just I think, yes, Team Hughes is the best one for sure. But I would put McDavid, uh, Team McDavid, second. And just Team McKinnon is just awful. McKinnon said when he won the Cup that he shouldn't be a GM, and he just proved it tonight. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the only good thing about Team McKinnon is probably Tate McRae, and that's it. <laughs> that's very strong. <laughs> they should uh, allow trades, you know. 
I think Kate uh, McRae might have been boyfriend hunting because every single she's like, oh, th- very nice to meet you, and like yeah, nice smile, too. like double double hand handshakes, you know, just uh, really trying to, yeah, just uh, drafting <laughs> her, drafting her team. She was drafting her team, drafting made Cole Sillinger, uh, maybe a little bit upset, uh, the biggest bag fumbler of 2023, and I I definitely take. Team McDavid. I'm really happy I finally get to my favorite team. Finally has McDavid and Drysaitel on it. I mean, I I couldn't be happier. Unlike with, the uh, fantasy team that you had, but yeah. You had some notes on uh, your thoughts on, on on the presentation and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, a couple of thoughts that I noted. Um, didn't take long for the NHL to, to have its its first fuck up during the evening. Uh, not even three minutes in, I think not even three minutes in. One minute in, um, they showed Gretzky revealing the first overall pick, and had no audio, and the players were already walking out, so we knew that who, who it was. Um, and then they just showed uh, like a, a Gretzky in the middle of his sentence after he already revealed it. Like there was a, a lag with the video and. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> just insane. So uh, that was my introduction to, to the evening. Um, one thing that I noted, and I and I feel like, you know, maybe I'm overthinking things, as I usually do. But uh, the Oilers, I'm calling it the Oilers team because it was McDavid and and, and uh, Bryce Saddle. But um, I think like I think they were channeling their needs to their GM. They're like they they're so happy to pick Hellebuck first and. A huge hug and smiles when he was when he joined them, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's a, a message to their GM. Um, uh, other thoughts that I had, um, they made an, they got an interview with McKinnon towards the end, and he they, he was like, you know, he was talking about a whole bunch of NHL platitudes, you know. But he said one thing that was that was hilarious. Uh, he said, "I've never met any any bad hockey player." No, you said you'd never met any bad hockey people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, man, you just uh, look at last year. You had Nishushkin on your team. You know? <laughs> so uh, you don't have to even look far. So it's pretty hilarious. But that's all my... Uh, that's all. I mean, Vegas didn't have any representation as far as I'm concerned. Calgary didn't have one. Um, yeah. So that's it. Anyone else not have representation that we know of? Montreal. Oh, I know yeah. they had Suzuki. Yeah. <laughs> um, One thing I noticed is uh, Michael Bublé made a joke about Quinn because he said, uh, "Okay, so who we are who are we gonna pick, Quinn? Because uh, do you want to play center or defense? Since Bruce Boudreau said uh, on TV oh, that yeah. someone at the Canucks told him to put him on the center." Yeah. So I just thought that was a pretty good job at like the Canucks organization. But I don't know if I was the only one who noticed it, but I just had to say it. No, but I it's, noticed it too. Yeah. It's it's so like the the contrast between like Bublé and like someone like Quinn Hughes. Like these hockey players need to be put into like how to act like a human being class. Like like there's no like the personality is they're so used to just saying the stupid same dumb shit during their post-game interviews that like they have an opportunity like this and they don't even show their like matthews you know he hangs around bieber enough to have a little bit but it's still like so awkward at least buble like i thought was pretty decent like i said i didn't watch the whole thing so i can't really speak uh, you know take a 
take my opinion with a grain of salt, but at the same time, I saw some clips and the guy was, um, you know, because he's a very personal person. So, yeah. Anyways, um, oh okay. yeah, Justin Bieber wasn't able to stand more than ten seconds the entire show. Is there a reason for that? <laughs> he might no be idea. on streams as well. <laughs> yeah, they're all on streams. Jeez, yeah. like he he, he literally couldn't seriously. When when the players showed up, he would like be on one leg. <laughs> Give him a hug and get back, go back to the city. Like, they do they do anything before? Like, do they do anything last night? Like, they should rent out. I'm a sure nice, they did. They should rent out a oh, nice. Man. They should rent out a nice bar for all the players to go to, so they can just go and like hang out together and talk. Like, it's just don't worry. It's, uh, we'll like, hear about no it chemistry. in ten years. We'll hear about it in ten years with the the, <laughs> the police of uh, Toronto uh, <laughs> sexual allegations. But yeah, we'll hear about it in ten years. Bieber was saying, give me something for the pain and let me die. Yeah. yeah. Or Nathan um, McKenna was like 10 feet away from Tate McRae. Yeah, Speaking of uh, Ontario police, um, yeah. I w- this is actually something I was actually going to bring up. Um, a big topic is um, the five players that have been ordered to surrender um, due to the 2018 uh, World Junior Championship uh, allegations of sexual assault. Um, yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but um, do you guys remember the players? Uh, Sean McKenzie knows. Sean, what are the uh, five the players? players? Are Alex Formanton, Carter Hart, Dylan Zubé, Michael McLeod, and Cal Foot. And Michael McLeod, I know if I don't know if you guys read some of the court documents from like a year or two years ago, mm-hmm. and today. They announced that Michael McLeod was charged for two things. So Michael McLeod is mostly player one, which is the player who um, is initially started it all, invited the girl to the hotel and texted the guys. Allegedly, that's from what mm. I've been looking at. So the mastermind yep, are the guys. Yep. Idiot. Yeah, he's uh, facing two charges involving. Yeah. Yeah, idiots kind of putting it lightly. Um, I don't know. Like, there's, it's oh, like the whole Me Too sexual assault issue has, uh, like, it's been around for my whole life. So it's definitely been around for their whole lives. I think they're maybe like they're max one, two years older than myself. So uh, just the fact that you would be willing to potentially treat someone with that much disrespect is a little outlandish in my opinion and yeah i guess idiot is a good way to put it on a podcast but probably if you're with your friends and talking about it you could definitely put in a different manner that would be a lot harsher a lot of people uh think that this was um recent like this was um this this case was closed in 2018 uh, i think hockey canada settled for like three and a half million or something um and then it wasn't until 2022 when they opened this thing back up because of public outrage. Um, so even then it was put to bed and then reopened. So, um, and that's where, you know, someone's guilty. If they have to settle for a certain amount of money like that, it's, um, it's no bueno. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously a significant player there is, um, I mean, I'm not going to say Dubé. I mean, the guy scored 30 once and never again. Uh, however, Carter Hart is, considered well i mean at this point it's like caden primo i mean the guy's still uh he just needs uh, four more years four or five years (laughs) yeah Yeah, he's still struggling with his uh confidence at uh, 35 years old anyways um he's 
supposed to be the future, but uh, it doesn't seem there's much future. However, I think, uh, I mean, if they're going to, with all these charges, I mean, they're charged, and then there's probably going to be still more more uh, action in terms of uh, lawsuits, so I'd or court action. So I'd assume that something within their deals are going to include being able to play hockey. Like they're still going to be able to play hockey, but that's definitely for the KHL. I don't think they're going to be in the NHL anymore. Um, They'll be welcomed with open arms in the KHL. (laughs) Once they finish their prison sentence of six months in Canada. A hotel room in the spa. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, Uh, Anyway, I'm going to throw out. You wanted to say something? Go ahead. No, I just wanted to see if you had any more thoughts. I was going to put it to you on that. No, I, I got uh, since we're doing this January on ice things, might as well go through a few things that happened. Sure. You're welcome to comment on them or not. Uh, it's uh, totally up to you. Uh, just feel free to let me know. We knew that the All-Star was coming. Um, we're in it right now. We can maybe save this for next month uh, on ice. Um, you rightfully brought up the, the Lindube stuff, uh, even though... Uh, the Flames uh, try to sell it as a uh, as a mental illness, um, mental sorry, mental break that he needed, and then uh, just issued another statement saying that uh, they didn't even know about the sexual allegations. So, um, any thoughts on this this cover up? I mean, I'm not surprised. Uh, this whole place is run by lawyers, so uh, I'm talking about the Flames organization. So probably I'm not surprised one bit. Uh, well, I put. Before I give it to Colin, I I put it um, I put more blame definitely on uh, uh, Dubé for even like the problem here is the fact that he's he's using something that to tell you the truth doesn't have much traction at all um, in in mental health and especially men's mental health and he's basically using that as just like a, a means of of covering it up. Um, I'll get. I'm. I would like to say uh, give the Flames a benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, I mean, it's not like the guy, uh, you know, walks into the guy's office and says, "Hey, uh, give me some time off. I, I'm not right in the head." Oh, okay. Here, just sign this. No, it's. There's a lot of questions involved, and I can't think that none of this would have been brought up. I mean, you have to have a legitimate excuse or at least something. Some psychologist sign off. Like, I don't think it would just be, you know, a five-minute conversation and the guy's going to the NHL player assistant program. So I don't know. I, I, I don't like it because of the fact that uh, it diminishes the the means of, of what mental health is, uh, uh, the seriousness of it. So I don't know. Colin, any thoughts? Yeah, it's not great to for the seemingly the Flames organization to play down uh, mental health like that. And then they came out with a statement. I didn't even bother to read their statement after because um, I just assumed as probably most of it's just uh them using lawyer words to try to cover up their own asses uh after all the bad press they were getting but it's kind of hard i agree it's like it's hard to not it's hard to not believe that they didn't know about it especially when you hear about daniel briere like just being willingly open to shop uh carter hart randomly kind of out of the blue it's uh it's kind of like well like what are you trying to do here right like uh we knew about the allegate we knew about it since 2018 we knew it was that team we knew uh they you kind everyone kind of knew that something was going to happen eventually it happened what it's been five years which is a crazy amount of time uh for this to go on uh but just trying to just trying to like 
first of all, from the Flyers organization, trying to trade a player that was involved. Uh, that's shady. Thank goodness no NHL team tried to trade with them. Uh, just, uh, you got to yeah, just... Can you imagine? Like, unfortunately, I guess you probably didn't know it when you drafted him. Uh, but now this is the situation you have to deal with. And knowing the NHL, they'll probably end up uh, subsidizing these teams in some way because they lost a player that they drafted or whatever, which I don't really agree with. But uh, And then... The Flames organization, like I said, like the whole statement, I just uh, like and like March said, uh, there's questions that go along with it. It's not you walk in. Hey, I need mental health leave. You sign a paper and you walk away. Uh, they're going to want to know why, if especially if you're a prominent player on their team. So, um, uh, yeah, just don't downplay men- men's mental health. Don't play, downplay any mental health uh issues, as there's a lot of people that suffer, suffer with uh, mental health and you uh, don't really want the people that r- truly have mental health issues to uh, to not be trusted or believed anymore. Yeah, exactly. Sean? Um, first of all, uh, the Calgary Flames, uh, it's just awful. I, I, I've said multiple times, and I'm sorry, but they're a garbage poverty franchise. They <laughs> They just knew, like, they in their second statement, they said they had no knowledge of the allegations, which is completely false. They just knew. They protected the player, and uh, all of the teams knew. And I know we like to, I don't like the Ottawa Senators, but Ottawa, like, are the only thing or the only team who did the right thing when they knew it with Formanton. They did not resign him, they didn't qualify for his contract, like, a since he was a restricted free agent, they didn't qualify an offer and he went to Europe already. So they did that. And also with Briard trying to trade Carter Hart, it's sketch. And the NHL also were protecting these players by announcing out of the blue that Salt Lake City wants an expansion team and announcing that Tate McRae is going to perform at the All-Stars. And now they they're gonna have a press conference tomorrow with Gary Bettman, and they're probably, from what I've heard, will announce the international tournament they've been talking about. It's not the World Cup of Hockey, but uh, an international tournament that's probably gonna happen in Montreal or Boston. So the NHL are just like coming out with so many announcements out of the blue. Like I've never seen them be so active like this, and I just. Mm-hmm. I've lost, like, we already know the NHL in North American sports are the most, is the league who's the most late in social issues. But I know, like, sports, we're not watching this for political and social reasons, but it's just seeing the league be so backward and protective to these awful human beings. It's just, it's, I'm embarrassed sometimes to be a hockey fan and seeing all of these things being kept or swept under the rug. And I hope not only the players are held accountable, but the organizations and the league in the overall. So that's what I have to say. Good points. Okay. Um, well, speaking of uh, being accountable, uh, for those that are listening, you are accountable to give us a follow on our social media. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at C2CTHP. And uh, that's about it. March, um, any other things that uh, caught your eye this year, this uh, this month? Well, um, something uh, on the last day of uh, January, uh, 
was Tyler Ennis. Uh, yeah, I know, right? My favorite player. Um, no, uh, Elias Lindholm is now a Vancouver Canuck, uh, traded to the uh, from the Calgary Flames in return for Andre Kuzmenko, uh, Hunter, blah 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 blah, blah. Um, Yoni Yermo, yeah. uh, yeah. 2024 first round pick and a conditional 2024 fourth round pick. Um, that's a lot. Uh, I'm telling you right now. Um, so they showed it, uh, you know, not to be some biased Habs fan here, but I'll definitely be a biased Habs fan. Um, uh, Sean Monahan is, uh, as good. Sean Monahan is two years younger mm-hmm. than Lindholm, I think. And, um, he's got the, he's got better advanced metrics and, um, he's better at finishing. Um, Lindholm has nine goals on the year. Um, I think they're at the same points. Um, so far, I think the thing is, obviously, Lindholm has a higher ceiling. He's been playing in a shit, uh, you know, you go from Goudreau and Kachuk to like, uh, you know, Dumb and Dumber over there. So, but at the same time, that shows that the guy doesn't necessarily carry the line. So it's a good 2C option, but if it's a rental, this is expensive. Um, I say it's going to get resigned. They, they said it during the All-Star thing. The entire the entire crew in, in Vancouver is Swedish. Uh, this is not me being Don Cherry. I'm just saying this. Is, they actually said that. I, th- I think they're GM and Pedersen and all these guys. The Sedin yeah. brothers are always hanging around and stuff like that. So um, when I look at when I look at the Lindholm trade for me, the first thing that comes to mind is the Horvat trade. Okay, you gave away Horvat, who was maybe too good to be a second a second line center after Pedersen, uh, but then you gave him away, but you got Axel Sandin Pelika, and then you traded what what is potentially the 30th overall this year um, or the 29th or the 28th or whatever to get Linholm. And he's going to be there. And as soon as you sign him, you won that trade. If you don't sign him, then yeah, you lose that trade. But if you, if you sign him, you got paid this Axel Sandin guy uh, just to downgrade from Horvat to Linholm. It's not bad. Yeah, it's a good, I don't think Cal. Yeah. I don't think Calgary loses in a sense. Kuzmenko um, is a good player. Um, and, the, and the prospect and the pick that they got, I mean, the prospect that they got, um, I wasn't really sold on him at first, but he's putting up pretty good numbers in the uh, CHL uh, on pace for almost 100 points as a 19-year-old right-handed defenseman, um, if that works out. However, this isn't the first time uh, uh, Calgary's lost uh, a promising right-handed defenseman. Uh, for nothing so uh, hopefully this one works out for them um this is if but the only thing is calgary needs to to accept that it's over like they can't uh like you can't do this trade and say well uh, you know we're still a good no no you're not a nothing nothing yeah i agree so um, i tweeted about that last night they were saying mm-hmm. uh yeah gm was saying oh we're i believe in this group and we're gonna add and you're gonna add nothing like you're headed towards <laughs> A total fire sale next year in the next few weeks. So. Thing is, the Huberto isn't looking so hot there. So, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Sean, any thoughts? Um, I'm gonna say something. I don't know if it's a hot take, but I remember when Lindholm was in Carolina and just awful, and he got traded to Calgary for Dougie Hamilton, I think, and Lindholm played well and upgraded his value when he played with Johnny Goudreau and Matthew Kachuk. Last season, he wasn't bad because he had Tyler Toffoli as a winger. 
And this season, he's the first-line center. He has less points than Sean Monaghan, who plays second or third line. And I just think Lindholm is like Arturi Lekanen, plays well when he has great offensive talent with him. Lindholm is rumored to be like a center for the Canucks and have Pedersen on the wing, since apparently Pedersen on the faceoffs isn't great. So I see Lindholm signing long term, and he'll play with Pedersen probably as a winger. So it's gonna work out in the end. But I just mm. think Lindholm, like Lekkinen, I know Habs fans are not gonna like this, but Lekkinen got good when he played with one of the best players in the leagues, of course. Lekkinen, we want him back since he looks good. And Lindholm is going to get better, well, I hope for him, when he goes to Vancouver and plays with players like Pedersen, Besser, and Miller. Um, you make a good point because that's what we considered the uh, Stanley Cup uh, contract. I mean, uh, teams will overpay for players in free agency coming off a Stanley Cup win. And and a lot of it, and, and the overpayment doesn't necessarily come uh, just because they fact the fact that they won the cup, it's because they played on a good team, um, and and that kind of boosted them. And then they go sign a, a four to five million dollar contract, maybe a, a mil or two over what they're they should be getting, uh, or maybe a couple years more than they should be getting. And they you know look at Barkley Goudreau, uh, that's a good um, example there. So uh, yeah, Lekkonen here was a, a very good penalty killer. Uh, he didn't have the finishing, and then he goes there and and Colorado isn't a bad uh, not too bad of a team. So. But I'm glad he's he's doing well. But I think Lindholm um, is going to see success. The only thing is, if he plays with Pedersen, uh, is are they is he going to outplay himself? Is he going to outplay out of a out of a cheap contract? Like, don't get this guy. Don't play if you put him with Pedersen. This guy's going to play into a nine million dollar range. Or, like, uh, I mean, the guy's going to be point per game. He's going to have Monahan stats in like ten games. I love so. that. Start um, him off with the fourth line. Put him like give him like seven minutes a night. Extend him and then put him with Pedersen. Yeah, exactly. Put one mil times eight years, uh, yeah. and then bam, first line. You set um, me up financially. <laughs> Colin, any thoughts about the trade? Yeah, when I saw the trade, uh, I immediately I immediately caught, thought uh, kind of the same thing as you guys. I think uh, Lindholm's gonna have to resign. He's going to resign with Vancouver. Uh, after they figure out Pedersen, but yeah, if they wait too long for him to sign, the contract value is probably just going to keep going up, and then Vancouver is going to end up uh, struggling to obtain depth in the future, uh, just because they'll be spending so much money on some of the top players, or on some of their top players, so hopefully they're able to sign him for something a little cheaper, but uh depending on when they do end up signing him, especially if they just walk him into his free agency, then they are going to be paying a premium for him, depending on what he does in the playoffs and what he does in the rest of the season. Uh, And also on the, on the Monaghan talk, I don't think Monaghan is going to get the same return as him just uh, due to the injury past, as well as the reports that he may end up coming back to Montreal anyway. I don't know how much weight there is to that, but if he's going to, if he's just a rental, uh, I think you're looking at a first round pick. Uh, maybe if you want, if you want to get a better prospect, like I've seen people asking for Gabe Perot or uh, I would, I'm not saying Capo Caco. I don't want him on my team, but uh, if you want like a Gabe Perot or someone that's uh, young and looking like they're going to be very promising, you may have to end up throwing in uh, one of our 
not a one of our younger defense, but maybe like uh, Jonathan Honda Civic uh, there just to help uh, sweeten and boost the <laughs> the D line as well. So I think uh, if we see Monahan go for anything that we want, uh, there's going to be another defenseman involved, or we're going to have to add a little bit uh, of a sweetener to help us get what we want. Um, the value looks great for Monahan right now, but I don't think he's going to fetch uh, nearly the return that they got for Lindholm and. I hope I'm I hope I'm proven wrong, but I don't think I will be. Jonathan Honda, what? The? I, I thought I was. I, my first thought. This is the wine kicking in. My first thought was like, this guy is dyslexic or something, you know. And, can, you know? and then yeah, I know. And then I was like, well, hold on a sec, Honda Civic. My yeah, God, yeah. I'm never gonna call this guy Civic ever again. He is for sure forever yeah. uh, rebranded as Honda Civic. I went through the exact same thought process. I said, can this guy talk? Like, what the heck? <laughs> and then I, I was like, why is he calling it Honda? I was like, oh. Excellent. That's Excellent. fantastic. Okay. All right. Um, speaking of fantastic, uh, our last guests, the show, we did a deep dive with the Chicago Blackhawks with the Four Feathers podcast with Tony and Ron. And... I am still not over that week. Uh, that was such a good episode, and I'm I'm so glad um, we uh, connected with these guys. And I listened to their latest episode um, that I encourage everyone to listen to as well. And they brought up a, an interesting point about Corey Perry. So basically, John Scott, don't ask me what he's doing in the NHL, but apparently has a position somewhere. John Scott has been telling, uh, circulating rumors that the thing that Corey Perry did was actually not a huge deal at all. Apparently, and and now the Chicago Blackhawks, or their fans at least, according to the uh, to Ron and Tony, um, they they they're just you know the, their fan base is not even sure anymore that they can handle things the right way anymore because they're they're visibly becoming more sensitive than they should be, um, and now at the end of the day, uh, the Oilers benefit from having Corey Perry join their team, so. That's another thing that happened in January that we can um, talk about. And and you're saying that uh, that uh, the idea here is that the Flames are or sorry the Flames yeah exactly uh, the Blackhawks are overcompensating yeah. for things happening now because of their history. Yeah, I mean their concern basically this podcast the, these guys that basically and their fan base is basically that teams like uh, free agents are not going to want to go to Chicago anymore. Because the slightest thing that they can do, they get their entire reputation ruined. So they don't want to go there anymore. I, yeah. I, I don't I don't disagree. So. Yeah, I mean, if it is something small. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a good point. This is what uh, this is coming from uh, uh, Tony and Ron. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, good insight, guys. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on that, um, Colin? Uh, I don't have too many thoughts on the Corey Perry situation anymore until like until they actually tell us what happened with. Uh, what went on with them, then I guess it's kind of, he got signed in Edmonton, he's going to play there, he's going to play fourth line role, congratulations to the Edmonton Oilers on a Stanley Cup uh, finals loss, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of all I got for him. <laughs> did, uh, Sean, did you, you know it? that, um, sorry, I was just going to say, Sean, did you know that uh, um, Corey Perry is the league's slowest skater? Slowest skater? Yeah. I didn't know that. I saw but, that. Uh, I think uh, Jay Fresh just posted it because he was talking about the 
the Lindholm trade, and apparently Kuzmenko is one of the league's slowest skaters. Um, and someone said, "What's the proof?" And they said, "Well, the league, uh, you know, attracts this stuff now." And a guy asked, "Who's the slowest?" And they said, "Corey Perry." Uh, so uh, there you go. Okay. One thing I learned. This is completely random, but I learned this in January. Might as well put it out there for people to listen to. I co- I learned what a wag is, Marge. W-A-A-G. Mm. You know what that means when somebody's a wag. No. Specifically females. I, I I had the idea of what it was, but I I'll let you explain it to me. Or by you guys, Sean and, and Colin. A white ass girl. I don't know. That'd be my best guess. It's Is a it type guess. of a jacket? I thought nope. it was a jacket, maybe. I don't know. So basically, a wag. There's 700 of them here in the NHL. A wag is wife and girlfriend of NHL mm. players. Yeah, hockey. Oh, <laughs> white ass girl. White ass girl is a good one, but uh, definitely not. Um, so these girls, these these wives and girlfriends, that's what they're called. They're wags. So all these years watching hockey, I never knew about that. So. Um, any anything else, uh, March, uh, in, uh, that caught your eye? Uh, Waggies. Um, Waggies. We also had the uh, <laughs> the expansion stuff. You touched on it. Um, we'll see what the comes ex- out of that for the Salt Lake City in Utah. Uh, yeah, that was. Um, I remember listening to something some time ago. Uh, it might have been a Thirty Two Thoughts uh, episode about uh, the Utah Jazz. Um, sorry, not Utah Jazz, but just the the Utah Utah Jazz owner. Um, he's got a major interest. Um, he's 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 an interesting dude. Um quite well spoken i mean he's he's pretty relatable like the guy doesn't talk like a lawyer like the guy talks like just some rent like just a regular dude and that's a good thing i mean if if he becomes an edge owner i think it'd be in good hands um you don't need some like i just feel like you know danny and i i think have the same ide- ideology when it comes to these uh these companies and suits running nhl teams i think you need to have a personal owner that cares about the team and and, and i'm not going to say utah city's uh you know uh, new york here but uh I think um, you know it's a better option than going back to Atlanta and and all this stuff. The only thing, the only question is, is Utah City a an expansion team or is it a relocation team? Um, you know, like looking yeah. at what what's happening with you know Arizona. Uh, I don't know if we've posted that in our updates, Danny, but I heard I saw some things about about the Arizona Coyotes and and the pressure that's being put on them. Um, Sean, did you see anything about that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, well, basically, um, I know they announced the expansion uh, news to distract us from Team Canada, but also uh, <laughs> Elliot, Fr- Elliot Friedman said that um, they also made this announcement to put pressure on the Arizona Coyotes because they are struggling right now to find a place for them in the desert. Like, they're having a hard time finding a place they want to build a new arena but from what i've seen it's just complicated they have difficulties finding a place and the utah jazz owner i think said that he's open to relocating a team to utah they have the arena Uh, utah is still like a sports state they have the utah jazz where i don't know how they're doing this season but anyways utah is like a sports state still and a hockey team there would be great. 
but I would see a relocation because I just want an even strength number of teams. Like 32 is perfect. 33 is going to be weird, but it's also to pressure the Coyotes owner to make a decision and do something as soon as possible. Fair. Lars Heller uh, reached a thousand games. A thousand points. I was like, holy shit. This guy a thousand came points? Not, no, sorry, no, thousand it's definitely points. not a thousand points. A thousand goals, yeah. <laughs> holy shit. We really traded someone. We traded uh, Lars Eller for two second round picks, right? To acquire Andrew Shaw? Yes. Two second round picks. And you want to know yeah. one of those picks who it was? Yeah, is, is the Brinkett. Yeah. The Brinkett, yeah. It was a good trade. Um, well, okay. at the time, at the time, it was like you know, like when we found out that it was Debrinket, you know, it was a lot worse. Now Debrinket, you know, you know, Pizetta can replace him. Anyways, um, anyways, other Debrinket's, things happened uh, in January. Uh, poor man's Caulfield. Um, yeah, Danny, go ahead. Uh, Mike Ribeiro went to is uh, is facing twenty years in prison. Uh, it was a big time. It's like it, seriously, no jokes. It's like if you said Caulfield is going to prison in twenty years, it's the same thing. For those that watched the Canadians in the early ni- late nineties, early two thousands, Mike Ribeiro was the Caulfield of the team. So, um, so there you go with that. And then you have Patrick Laine, who entered the players assistance program in March. Uh, <laughs> Any comments on that? No, I don't have much comments uh, on that. Um, okay. <laughs> you, you know, you know me. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the Oilers. This is for the record. I mean, it's not news, but for the record, the Oilers uh, are now 16. Uh, they have a 16-game win streak, which is pretty pretty good. Um, yeah. Happy Did happy to today? see that. Oh, sorry, never mind. Did they play? Never mind. Sorry. I was gonna say, do they play tomorrow? Do they? And then there's nothing. This, this there's stupid nothing. the All Star thing is like four days. It takes too long. Yeah. I saw one thing passing along. Uh, the UFA, the worst UFA signings. So I'll share it with you oh. guys. Uh, Carl Olsner, uh, everyone from Montreal, Mark Streit. Uh, yeah. So I'll put it here for you guys to see. Um, it is oh, a good list. Go. It came out from. I'm someone that I saw on on TikTok on Twitter, and I think this list is pretty accurate. Um, Miles Wood, seriously? Is he not doing maybe. well? Maybe. I mean, six years. I mean, I yeah, but like you know, that's like an NHL franchise mode contract. Like yeah. I thought Miles Wood was a pretty decent player. Mm-hmm. Kay Lauren is definitely is gonna age badly. Graves is nowhere to be found. Uh, the whole Pittsburgh team is is not uh, is not there. So. I think uh, I think Miles Wood should be struck off the list. He's playing decent for a two and a half million dollar player. I think yeah, six years is a bit long here, but um, Reeves is a total waste of money. Corpusalo is a flop. <laughs> uh, Klingberg is definitely a flop, but again, not much to expect from uh, Trey Living there. Um, and Connor Brown, I think there was a lot of hopes for that. Orlov really cashed in because of his his one year in Boston, so. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I just put okay. Connor. I just searched up Connor for law of uh, Connor Brown. Oh, so I was going to mention back to that line A thing. I think uh, I think it's a big hit uh, losing him as well as uh, losing uh, Fantilli now for what eight weeks. Yeah, eight weeks. Um, yeah. yeah. Columbus is in the the shits. So, but they they're probably lining up for a pretty good draft pick. 
coming up here. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, Connor Brown is a disaster uh, for this is the worst player ever. Anyways. <laughs> Sport points. came out with, uh, with an analysis of uh, Jacob Fowler mm. saying very good things about him. Did you guys yeah. catch that as well? Uh, Colin, I'll give this one to you. Yeah, I heard the comparisons. Uh, it's uh, yes. looking good for us if you don't look too deep into it until you realize that Ryan Whitney kind of just pumps up any American-born player. But you know what? I will take everything that he said as gospel and uh, just realize that we have Patrick Roy, Patrick Waugh, <laughs> 3.0, oh, 3.0, we'll say. Uh, and I believe I said this last podcast, the one thing Montreal never seems to have to worry about is goaltending. And although it might be frustrating for some people that want us to lose games here, uh, once we're pushing the playoffs again, if you never have to complain about the goaltending, then, uh, there's, uh, that's, there's nothing but positives to say about that really. So, uh, hopefully he does end up being a very, very solid NHL goaltender. Seems to have a very good demeanor on him all the way back to the draft last year. So hopefully he can uh, go back in college next year, post up the same numbers, maybe come over, play a couple, maybe a season or uh, half a season in the AHL. And then uh, hopefully he's uh, playing in the NHL by the age of 24, 25 and looking like a uh, 1A goalie for our 1B Samuel Montembeau. Um. I was going to mention um, if you look on his <clears throat> if you look on his um, elite prospects, uh, he doesn't have a sub 920 save percentage um, in the past uh, four years, and that's how far it goes. So, um, except when he was at the World Juniors here, but um, he and the only, only goalies I I know uh, in the NHL that are at the top of the league right now um, that have in their career haven't been uh, sub uh, nine, ten save percentage in their entire career is uh, Igor Shosturkin and uh, Sorokin. So um, I wouldn't say I, I'm not going to put my hope up, hopes up that much. I mean, McNiven won uh, CHL goaltender of the year, uh, and I was hyped about <laughs> him guys, uh, in uh, Siberia. So yeah. uh, you know, Caden uh, Primo, we had uh, pictures of him next to Carey Price being a CP31 2.0, and uh, you know. There we go. So uh, the guy's uh, playing less than Jake Allen, not saying something. Uh, Sean, any thoughts on uh, Jacob Fowler, our goaltender prospect? Uh, I just feel he's our future goaltender. Like, I know Ryan Whitney likes to overhype everything, but I truly believe <laughs> that uh, Jacob Fowler is going to be a game changer. Um, World Juniors, he hasn't really impressed me much since he didn't really play much. And he, he let Latvia score two goals on him, but still uh, a pretty solid goalie. I saw some highlights from recent games. He's been fantastic, and I just can't wait to see him like in maybe five years play for the Canadians. I truly hope it happens. Yeah, that. Yeah, uh, hopefully they just develop him right here. Uh, um, and it's and and this goes towards the whole culture thing. I mean, I, I know we're sick of hearing it, but. The, the kid is, you know, you know, Whitney can can say what he wants about the the stats, but the guy is just a really, he's a real character, and I I think that's that's pretty big. You don't want some 
some you know some guy who can't well, not not to be a Don Cherry here, but some guy who just uh, uh, takes uh, ten years just to to learn the language, and the guy doesn't want to sit, speak to the media. He's quiet. You know, this is another Shea Weber. I think it's a uh, I think it's it's a pretty decent guy. I mean, like Cole, Cole Caulfield, especially. I mean, the the guy doesn't say anything in his his interviews, but you know, he's definitely a personality on a team. People like him, and I think Jacob Fowler is is, is just that. So happy for that. Okay. Um, speaking of personalities, uh, we should get uh, uh, a friend of the show to come on and come on us, come with, with us uh, in the next few days here, uh, Alex, to talk to us a little bit about his uh, chicken stuff and his uh, that's gaining traction with the uh, with the Habs fan base and the media and the team. So I have no uh, idea what's going on, to tell you the honest truth. That's Sorry, why Alex. we need to have the episode. So that's why we the, need him. I call him the chicken, <laughs> the chicken guy. <laughs> los los polios, hermanos. Uh, yes, yes. I was about to say that. We're literally I thinking the exact same thing. No, you, you're not. But uh, yes, okay. <laughs> we're yeah. the chicken brothers. But um, okay. Um, and to end things off uh, for the month of January, two kind of related uh, things that are pretty ridiculous uh, in their own way. Um, Tim Stutla decided to do another dive that gained a lot, that went viral as well, and he just yeah. managed that to do it in the month of January. Uh, we saw the uh, the Red Wings coach uh, lose his mind over it. It's hilarious. So kudos to that. I think he needs to get his skates sharp, sharp in March or punched in. <laughs> yes, punch it, punch it, punch it. Fifteen dollars, anyways. Yeah, and then. Um, The last thing is uh, Gary Bettman uh, has been with the NHL now, the commissioner, for 31 years. So you had to um, really end it on a nightmare, huh? <laughs> well, that's I wanted to end on those two notes. Uh, how about what do you guys, unless you guys want to cheer us up here with with something new, but uh, that's all I had for the month of January. Oh, Gary Bettman. G- Hopefully, Gary, uh... I believe in year 32, he will make one very, very good decision for the NHL. And then he will retire by year 35. And that will be it. <laughs> That's it. By the we'll time Gary Bettman leaves, uh, there'll be like 40, 47 teams in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, we're going split to back, split back to East and West uh, divisions in hockey and you just never cross over. Uh, <laughs> oh, that would be horrible. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know who gave this man control. Uh, whoever gave this guy control, I who even knows who gave him control, but that guy should be tried for something. I don't know what it is, but for just ruining fun, I guess. He just doesn't like fun. Uh, would so, you, uh, if you had to pick one of those celebrity captains uh, today to run the NHL, would it be uh, Will Arnett, Justin Bieber, Michael Bublé, or Tate McRae? Probably the most creative of Tate the... Tate McRae. For Michael Bublé. Michael Bublé. While he's microdosing, yeah. coming up with some great ideas for the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's microdosing. Uh, shroomy Bublé. John, did we lose you or? Uh... No, I'm still there. Okay, okay. Uh, he's at 60%. Battery? No. <laughs> no. No, he's 100%. <laughs> um, um, that's all I yeah. had for you guys. Anything else? Are we watching this game or what? What's going on? 
Like, it's right. gone? Is it dead? Garland is not going to stream it anymore. No, they finished, they finished the first period. It's 2-1. Uh, there was a penalty. There was a goal in the Montreal goaltender. And that's about it. Oh, there you goal go. That's, a, uh, a goal on oh, the Montreal, Montreal goaltender. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was like... That's Darnell Nurse with the... Uh, yeah, okay. King and Claus. King and Claus. Are you guys interested uh, for the... Uh, the uh, Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, and i've lost my train of thought here um are you guys interested look at this this is great like like these people these girls are actually excited to be here like the not these loser nhl players that uh i mean mind you ovechkin has the right idea he never goes anymore yeah also by the way did you guys know that uh mcdavid now has more uh or mcdavid has yeah now now mcdavid has more uh, all-star appearances than Sidney crosby Rightfully so. McDavid has McDavid has seven and Crosby has six. Uh, but the, the, to be fair, well, yeah, but though I think it's because uh, the NHL for the longest time didn't do this uh, representative by, from every team stuff. Uh, they actually chose the All Stars, um, yeah. and that's why Nick Suzuki belongs there. So. Uh, oh, let's not go crazy that, right? here. Yeah. Right, Danny. I don't know about that, but yeah. Actually, I mean, uh, if there if there if there was like an all star game, I think if John Scott went there, Suzuki can go. I think. <laughs> Don't get now, me that wrong. Was a good... That all star was great. That That's... was great. That <laughs> Back was before awesome, fan voting yeah. was rigged. <laughs> the fan yeah. vote was amazing. Back when you that... needed an ID to fan vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, that was and it's amazing. so hilarious to see also like old men saying things that young kids they say they, they, these days so as soon as like one player was picked like the guy was reading a script that he had and it was like this 50 year old guy on his mic saying oh filthy uh filthy you know like <laughs> come on it's, it's so awful i uh that that draft this that all-star game was so good like like that was the only time I ever like i think that's yeah that was the only time i enjoyed it that was the only time, and then they. Just, I enjoyed they, the one in Montreal when Ovechkin did, 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 did his stuff as well. I like the one with with um, Carey Price when he was like facing the back. Of the that was in yeah, Ottawa. Man. Ottawa was fantastic. Well, I'm thinking like, but that was like I'm talking about like the whole like turn like event like. To tell you the truth, like I enjoy the skills competitions most years, but um, most years I don't enjoy the All Star game. The only All Star game I really enjoyed was the. Um, John Scott won, especially when he got into a fight with Patrick Kane. That was funny. Yep. Um, and you know, and then and that and it kind of meant something to win the the money as well. I think. Um, yep. So and that was and and John Scott was a Montreal Canadian at that time. With his family uh, wearing Arizona jerseys. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all know his uh, best uh, days were in Montreal. His contract couldn't cover his buying his family new jerseys. That's why he needed the money for the from the MVP. <laughs> well, I remember when Ovechkin said uh, he need, he wanted to pick last because he was needed to buy a car. Yeah. I actually remember that, like that. That felt like I didn't think what, what uh, All Star game was that? 2013 or 2014? I think that was 2012 or 2015 because they did the draft those years. But I think it's uh, it must Maybe be 2015 because I feel. Well, I feel like it's after because I started watching hockey in 2013-14, so I wouldn't have been watching the All-Star game. 
before that. But also in 2015 was the year Zemgis Gergensen was the most voted player. You all remember uh, that? No, I don't want to remember that. Because <laughs> of the Latvians. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. I'm not really excited for the All-Star game, but I do think it's uh, interesting to to watch. I just wish there was more incentive. But imagine you got injured, like hardcore, like, I don't know. I'm actually, this game's actually pretty good, this PWHL one. Um, Sean, sorry to put you on the spot here, but do you want to give us an outro? Um, yeah. Give us an outro so we can end the episode. Yeah. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening to whichever platform you're listening to. Uh, be sure to follow C2C on X or Twitter, Instagram. Listen and follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, Follow the podcast on these streaming platforms. Give a five-star rating. And, yep, thank you for listening, everyone, and we'll see you in the next episode. This is like a... This guy is like a pro. Professional. No, this is an A-plus prospect here. Uh, Yeah. We got to trade him for a first-round pick. Okay, the outro music. All right. Bye, guys. Good night. New episodes drop every week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at C2CTHP.